Andrea Lisbona is the founder and CEO of the chic hand sanitizer brand Touchland. Combining innovative functions with great designs, Touchland is a true representation of next-gen personal care. Tune in for more on Andrea's story now. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable & Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable & Main has been an incredible journey so far and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's like to welcome our guest for today, Andrea Lisbona. She is the founder and CEO of Touchland, the revolutionary brand that elevated hand sanitizers from a necessary evil to a chic sensorial experience. Bridging fashion, beauty, personal care, Touchland is not only designed forward with its sleek packaging and spray function, but also boasts 15 of the most artful scents you could dream of finding in a hand sanitizer. I love that Andrea also placed great importance on skin-first formulations with moisturizing benefits. She's truly disrupted the industry by making a beauty ritual around the most basic of commodities. Born in Barcelona in 2010, Touchland is now available in over 4,000 doors across the US from Sephora and Ulta to Target and Nordstrom. And through its social initiative, Touch Lives, the brand also dedicates 5% of its profits to sanitizing solutions for public schools and communities in need. I'm so excited to dive into Andrea's story with you all and discover her inspirations, her words of wisdom, and for anyone wanting to start their own brand, what's next for Touchland as well. So Andrea, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me again. So I asked all my guests the same question. I'm going to ask you, who in a nutshell is Andrea? So Andrea is a Barcelona founder that has set up to change a very commoditized, outdated industry that plays a key role. I have devoted almost one third of my life to this project. And it's very passionate and driven about making an impact while we're alive. So that, that's me. Uh, it's, well, okay, I, w- I want to get into it, starting from, as you said, Barcelona, um, born and raised. So tell me about some of those early memories of beauty growing up in Spain. So I was raised in an entrepreneurial family. So I think that's when it all started. Um, my father had a family business. He started from a very small business and grew it and also as an entrepreneur in the journey like we went through the economic crisis in 2008 so we lost everything so that was for me a very good um and hard learning experience as a as an entrepreneur because I understood that entrepreneurship is not an easy journey it's a very hard journey it has a lot of ups and downs more downs than ups usually um but it's also a very rewarding journey and you wake up every day with the capability to define the day and and your life so that is very exciting to me and it kind of compensates all of the challenges so I learned from my father I was by his side seeing him throughout all of those uh, obstacles that he encountered and I always from the very beginning since I was a kid I was very inspired by 
Steve Jobs and Coco Chanel and like people that devoted their lives to really create brands and stories, not just brands, but I think stories, entrepreneurial stories that yeah. inspired generations to come. And I always said like, th- those are the kind of stories that get you goosebumps and get you some sort of example to want to do the same. Um, so that's how it all started. I wanted to to really create something that would change an industry that would leave an impact in the world while we're here because I feel like life is very ephemeral. Um, and I, I really think that while we're here, we should be able to create something that adds value into people's life. And our goal with Touchland was to really like similar to what Apple did with technology and like really creating this user friendliness and experience that has elevated devices into part of everyone's life. Um, I believe personal care has this sort of like functional approach and no one thinks of creating something that people look forward to. So we started with hand sanitizer yeah. being one of the five categories that we want to reinvent. But whenever we thought about like hand sanitizer, it was not something that people wanted to do. Actually, I never used hand sanitizer before Touchland because that kind of experience was so disgusting that the next thing I wanted to do is wash my hands to remove that stickiness. So our goal, similar to what Apple did with technology, is like combine designs, form factors, formulas, sense in, in the beauty category, of course, and really change people's mindset about what personal care means to them. That's amazing. I, and what was incredible is, is exactly as you said, is it's surprising that it's been so long in this industry of personal care that we've had brands like yours that are exciting, right? That you feel empowered you feel um that same love you often see with the industries of skin makeup fragrance and even hair right um and definitely for me I started realizing during the pandemic a little bit more about really prioritizing personal care not just in sanitizers right but taking moments for what am I using every day uh being at home a lot more realizing what is my toothpaste what is my you know, my body lotion that I'm using every day. Uh, but what's amazing is you sort of thought about this long before when most people started realizing the importance of personalized personal care, right? You did this, you started in 2010, but I know the brand launched a bit later. So tell us about the initial starting moments um, and the Kickstarter campaign, etc. Yeah, so we had a very unique journey because I feel like while it's very hard to define something that people don't have and to say like without being something in the market already to say that's what people need, we still believe in the power of listening to customers. So we took a very uh, different journey instead of like, let's just launch a product and see how it flies. We took the first four years of my journey with Touchland distributing hand sanitizers and they flowed away very fast. So that was not hard for me. I really enjoyed every part. I think every part of my story with Touchland got us where we are today. So I really enjoyed. We distributed an American brand in the European markets. We were able to talk to lots of customers like nurses that used hand sanitizer a hundred times a day. And they would say, look, I have to carry my hand sanitizer in my left pocket and my hand cream in the right pocket because at the end of the day my hands are so dry like they feel like paper and we talk to businesses and businesses would say like we put it here we never know if it's empty if it's full so those sort of insights help us understand okay these are the pains that people go through every day like the te- tequila smelling you smell it and you wake up immediately because of that alcohol hit entering through your nose um so in in all of those um focus groups and talking to people and getting all that that sort of feedback, it enabled us to then create our first series of product. Um, we launched it in Europe. I always say um, 
I, I appreciate and I love uh, Europe a lot. It's, uh, there's no place to live like Europe in terms of food and quality of life. But unfortunately, in order to grow a business fast, uh, we knew that we had to launch in the U.S. So then we decided to launch the brand in 2018. We took, again, as a founder, it was very hard because you're leaving your family at the other side of the ocean and all that. But we knew it, if we wanted to do something big, we had to make that sacrifice and it's been worth it. And my family appreciates kind of like the the, the persistence and the, the big dream that I had and they supported from the very beginning. And then we launched in the U.S. with a Kickstarter campaign. Um, we It was great because I think Touchland, one of the reasons why it's been so successful is the power of the people. Um, Touchland is a brand created by the people for the people, like from the inconception in terms of like listening to to their pain points, but also through Kickstarter, because we launched it, it was funded in 24 hours. Um, 50% of the backers were in the U.S. So again, we were very happy we had made the right move. And and that's like how that sort of like, that, that starting with a crowdfunding campaign, it kind of creates this community of people that backs it up and makes it happen and like launches a brand and supports you through the years. And so we've been growing this community. And, and I always say Touchline is not about just hand sanitizing like people is going on tiktok and doing matching my outfit to touchland matching my makeup to touchland it's a lifestyle aspirational um accessory and people really have a special connection i always say the day that i leave my f1 at home i feel empty there's something missing in my day today and that's how most people say they feel when they leave touchland and in a trip and they forgot it at home they go in panic um, so that's that's kind of like sort of emotional connection that goes beyond the tangibilities of the, the benefits of the product. And, you know, emotion is often very much linked to scent. And, you know, my father is in the fragrance industry for 40 years. So fragrance and working with the best perfumers and noses is, is crucial for, for me in beauty. And you've done that so perfectly. Can you tell us a little bit about what is your fragrance journey with Touchland and why is it so important? So as you said, like I think fragrance is one of the intangibilities, one of the things that brings nostalgia, emotions, memories, and enables and triggers feelings. Like I always say, each Touchland fragrance triggers something different to me. And I think one of the things that we've seen so far is that our, I'm in a tour that values six, seven units at a time. And people say like, why do they buy six, seven? Like, are they buying in bulk? And so like, no they buy a fragrance for each day and month of the week. Um, so our journey with, with fragrances, um, we partner with Givadan Perfume House. And yep. then we develop different profiles that have different scent notes. It's not just a straightforward scent. It has like top note, hard note, base note. I feel I've become pretty knowledgeable about that because it's, I really like how Givadan has been able to give us such a way to grow through scents. So we launched um, 12 scents initially in, in August 2021 um, with the relaunch of the brand. Um, the, the scents have like from a wild watermelon, which is our best-selling scent. We have um, which one, like for example, mango passion, beach cocoa. And each one kind of like triggers how do I feel today. If it's a Sunday and I'm cozy at home, I'm going to go vanilla blossom. If I'm going out in the beach, it's beach cocoa. So I think scents are an element that that really makes a deeper connection between a product and a and a and a consumer. And again, it, it makes people experience your brand in a whole different level. 
Another way, which I think you guys have done so great, and you have one currently with Smiley, uh, is um, collaborations, right? Not only do you get to partner with amazing brands, and as, as a founder, that's exciting, right? Like to say, oh my God, my baby is now part of, partner with Disney or partner with X company. But also you can get new communities. You also bring excitement to your own community. Um, so tell us a bit about when did you start realizing Touchland could work with partnerships and collaborations? So I think we had a lot of inquiries from the very beginning. And I feel like when you put two brands together, it's not just about a transactional relationship. I think for us, like collaborations is like finding brands that have the minimum common denominator of values and how do we put them together? Like if you partner with a brand, if you partner with uh, an individual person, like just really make sure that it makes sense because I feel consumers are very smart and they look for authenticity. They don't look for you to make money. They want you to like really come up with really good partnerships that are that make sense. So again, Touchland is all about joy and sparking joy. So the first collaboration that we did was with Disney. Um, and I feel like I'm very proud about that collaboration because it was merging two brands that were different in the sense of aesthetic and and putting them together. So we created this super cool decopop art um, inspired Disney um, board set, which was super successful, was one of our best sellers for many, many months. We recently launched Smiley, which is a lifestyle brand that uh, has celebrated right now uh, more than 50 years of of journey. And it's, they started many years ago about creating a newspaper that celebrates good news and to look at the good side of things. So I think the partnership, the bottle is super cool, has the smiley bottle, and it makes you smile when you hold it in your hand. And then we are going to be doing our third collaboration very soon, which potentially by the time this podcast go live, it's already it's already going to be in the market. It's our first celebrity collaboration. We're very excited about it. It's going to be super powerful, uh, very unexpected. Like we like things to be done, and uh, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna continue to grow with partnerships because I think it is as you said a good way to connect with new audiences, to have like new communities discover the touchland experience and vice versa. So um, definitely collaborations, it's it's a great growth strategy for touchland from, from inception. So exciting. I'll try to make sure we release this episode around the time of launch. So I'll put the link to Touchland website so people can check out what that okay. collaboration is. There'll be a little surprise for you guys when it goes on the website. So that's exciting. Um, but um, one thing I feel also which is really great is the fact that you've gone into that sort of um, uh, kind of business wholesale approach, thinking about not just the individual, but collectives, right? And you have this, um, I might be saying it wrong, the KUB, the, is it KUB? Do you, is it standing Cub. for something? Yeah, Cub, Can you Cub. let me know? Cub. Yeah. Let me know about what, what is KUB. So for us, it was really similar to what Apple does in terms of operating their touch points through the different needs of the customer. Um, in our case, for example, like you have the Mac, you have the iPhone, uh, being able to be there at a 360 experience for customers that, for example, like one of our partners is Equinox. So um, they were retailing our power mist in uh, their stores, but also at the same time, they had the commercial solution. And it kind of creates a 360 partnership with those brands that they already somehow carry your product for retail purposes, but at the same time, offering that kind of experience. It is a design and it is a product that is thought for brands that really care. Um, I always say like, if you put a hand sanitizer station just because you need a checklist of like regulation or something, there's 
many other alternatives. I think what Touchland has created is a product that people want to use. It's a completely different experience. Mm. It's touchless. It contains our award-winning formulation. So it is. It, you can see by the kind of portfolio that Touchland has that the brands that we that has hopped into Touchland are, are really brands that care. Like we have one hotel, standard hotels, like really brands that want to enable a, a holistic, great experience, great customer experience, and they look into the smart details. I think like some brands just want to have like two, three elements just to make it look like we care. But you can tell where brands really care from the smallest note by next to the next to the bed in a hotel. To the it's about like thinking of a small details, and and that's why we've been lucky um, in like really partnering and having this sort of. Um, customers, B2B customers coming to us because they really care about offering best-in-class experience at the whole level. And even if that's not their main business, it's part of their experience, that being a team, being able to offer a cleanliness journey or being a hotel or or any other business. Uh, and I think a big part is, is like those relevant companies or businesses, they want to also make sure that the their customers, uh, the employees, whatever it is, uh, has good ingredients as well. So while there might be a lot of other alternatives, much, you know, much more accessible or cheaper, um, even though your products are very, very well priced, I will say, um, it is something that sometimes people don't think about the good for you ingredients. And you guys have such good functional ingredients um, within it. Can you tell us a little bit about what, why um, this also does great for your skin, not just protect? Yeah, so if you start looking at the labels of most hand sanitizers in the market, like there's many, many ingredients. They sound very chemical. They they don't really add any value for the skin. So we believe that less is more. Uh, we selected very good ingredients that are targeted for very specific skincare functionalities. So while we have the 70% alcohol, which by the monograph is what you require um, to clean and sanitize hands, the rest of the ingredients that we selected have like very specific skincare purposes, hydration, softening, um, all that. And I think one of the things that makes Touchland formula so unique is that usually hydration is a stickiness. So we've been able to find the balance. And, and it was just one of the things from the very beginning that we said, we don't want that trade-off. Like we want us like hydrating formulation that is not sticky and we are going to test and test and test until we get the right balance which we got. And I think that's one of the things that people, whenever they try Touchland for the first time, they missed it. They are like, oh, it's a mist. That's unexpected. I was expecting that sort of ketchup application on my hand of gel. But then when they see that they it's fast absorbing, they, that's one of the things that triggers them to really not understand, wait, is it possible to have a hand sanitizer that it's not sticky? Um, so again, like we selected very like good, clean, um, safe, approved by FDA ingredients that that not just like meet the cleanliness of the clean jars, but also take care of your skin. Um, we re- recently launched a year ago the Glomis, which is the world's first revitalizing hand sanitizer. So it creates fairness on skin, like hands are the first area in the body that ages. And I always say like, if you think of everyone's repertoire, of uh, skincare repertoire, you have 20 face creams, 20 serums, like you try everything, but then you forgot about your hands, which is actually the first area on the body. It's at, at, again, like it's the way you interact with the world. Like without hands, you would not be able to touch, to feel, to hold things. So um, caring about not just your face, but also your hands and, and all those personal care moments of your day to day, it's our goal. 
Um, so when we launched this formula, it was super successful, became one of our best sellers, sold out at Sephora in two weeks. And you can tell that our customers really want more skincare. The more skincare formulas that we launch, the more that they are excited about it. Because again, I feel like the skincare industry has been growing tremendously. I always say 20, 30 years ago, my mother, when she had to go through the like cleansing the face and all that, that was homework 30 years ago. And nowadays, to me, it's like my, my moment of cleansing my soul. I look forward to my 10, 15 minutes of cleansing and pampering my skin. And it kind of, it's my meditation time with my skin to be able to, to pamper and have those self-care moments. So that's why Touchland wants to create those sort, sort of rituals of skincare that you have with like your face and other areas of your body, but for your hands. As you said, also hair, like how, how much this industry has changed about like really taking care of your hair and how we understand that yeah. it's about ingredients and all that. And and I think like consumers are getting very thoughtful about every decision that they do on skincare. Couldn't agree more. And I think even the brands that they choose to to invest in and, and you know follow on their journey, they need to make sure beyond just products that there's a mission and there's a, a authenticity that's beyond um profit but purpose right making a positive impact and you guys do that as well with i mentioned in the intro touch lives but i would love to know a little bit more about what you're doing with the, i love your motto like happy hands safer schools and you've donated already so many uh, of your mists etc so tell us more about it so again as you said i think like if you do it for the money it's i, I don't think you're gonna get as far as if you do it with a purpose um we started with touchland knowing that we have products that helps people's lives like at the end of the day 80 percent of infectious diseases are spread through hands and that's the reason why your mother when you're a kid says wash your hands um so we've been like doing donations since we started giving back because and we don't promote it because i feel like that's something that we do on the back end because as a company like we grow because of the people and we want to give back to the people um and then in 2020 i think those one was a moment where there was a lot of shortage of hand sanitizers and you can tell like there was like frontline workers that didn't have hand sanitizers to, to really fight mm. COVID. Um, and so we started also doing donations of Touch Life to frontline workers. And then in September, we had like a very social media company, as you can tell. So we got a message um, on Instagram of a public school teacher that um, tagged us and she had bought the dispenser and she said like, I work in a public school teacher. We have to go back to classes. I'm not given hand sanitizer solutions for my kids, so I paid it out of my pocket. So that was an awakening moment. And so we got on a call with her and we we're like, explain us a little bit more about what's going on. So after her her journey and everything, we decided her to be our um, like our lead for this kind of transition into really donating to public school teachers and K-12 um, students to be able to really focus our initiative 100% on that. Um, so since then, since September 2020, that has been the main focus. We have donated hundreds of thousands of dollars into that, um, which again, we do because we we want to be part of that. We want, and we, I think one of the best rewards of all of that is when you are tagged on, on Twitter, something, a picture of all the class with the product that that really is very exciting because they are excited and a lot of teachers say like we're very thankful because they never enjoyed sanitizing their hands actually the moment that they had to wash their hands was a drama so having a product that kids want to use it's it's super rewarding and so um 
for us, this is part of the DNA of Touchland. We, again, don't promote it as much because we don't want it to be a marketing initiative or a way to gain sales. It's, it's purely like the DNA of, of giving back as, as we continue to grow. That's why I love doing this podcast, because when I hear stories like that, it gets me even more obsessed with brands. Like I, I, you already know I, I love Touchland. So now I'm like, <laughs> okay. oh, I love it even more. So it's, it's really cool. And I think there's also a lot to be said about just, you know, it's not all about that marketing side. It's about also just doing it. It doesn't have to be always in the radar. It can be also behind the scenes and making a big impact. Uh, it doesn't have to be um, always about showcasing it. I think a lot of brands sometimes feel that they need to do their efforts and how to market those efforts. But sometimes let it just be, you know, yeah. and then it will, it will, the right people will see it that want to see it, you know, and you have it on the website, you have it in moments where people can... Yeah, and you can sleep good at night. At the end of the day, I feel like, as you said, exactly. some of the brands, they focus on, on really like showing that, look how good we are, look at, and then you carve deeper yeah. and it's not within their DNA. And then you hear that they have oh, like these practices and all that. So and, and it goes on a calendar, right? Like uh, it goes in moments that you can only then talk about it. And, and I think that's where I worked for big conglomerates, right? In LVMH, Estee Lauder. And while these brands are phenomenal, it was often always uh, any of our initiatives had to have a marketing calendar impact, right? And it was quite hard because, you know, my brain was like not computating that. I was like, wait, are we we can only post about it on Feb 17th and only once. And then, you know, like it just didn't seem right. Uh, this is like a deeper mission, right? So yeah. I felt like, yeah, I think it has to be sometimes um, from the heart and not from the business always. Um, that's the most important reminder. Um, but yeah, I, I love everything you guys are doing there. Um, well, one thing I do want to ask you, you know, this you've had such an incredible journey so far and and we're going to get to the future because it's you know as we know the journey is, is it's it's always up and down never ending sometimes as a founder but what has been the most invaluable lesson for you so far on this journey to date there's a lot of moments for that i think for for me really what changed our lives was the moment that we put a foot in the us like that was that sort of like being able to see and to test and to experience what everyone said about the American dream, I think it is a reality. And in our case, we've been blessed with this. Um, I think that has been a lesson that, again, I spent so many years in Europe and I always think, what if I would have gotten here faster? What if, but I think everything happens for a reason. And I think that has been one of the one of the best learnings of like really following your gut. And, and we knew that US was our market. We knew that um, like the the cleanliness and like the the consumism and the openness of innovation because I always say Apple got to Europe past the two thousands and there's a yeah. reason why um, because I think like people here support entrepreneurs people here support ideas they want to test it out I feel like in Europe it takes twenty years to be successful in US to then okay let's let's see how it is. So um, that was a very, very like lesson that I learned with experience and with just trying. And, and again, I think that like, you need to be sometimes just aggressive and fearless to be able to take a step like it. that. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I would say like, you know, that's probably the same answer I would say. Like, uh, like you know, I'm, I'm born and raised in London and we still decided to make all our production in the U.S., but our, we launched in the U.S., uh, and um, 
you know, you have to understand the market. You've got to adapt a little bit to the market, of course. Like, you know, what works in Spain or Paris or, you know, in London, it doesn't necessarily work fully there. But I feel globally, if you lead with a very US marketing strategy, it tends to work very well globally for beauty uh, and personal care. And uh, it can help really make a business last, right? The revenue opportunity in the US is, is, is great. It's huge. And the market is very uh, diverse and conscious. Um, and they're very open to newness, I find, right? Sometimes in the yeah. West, in, the, like, uh, in European markets, you know, like if you go to the Sephora in Europe, they're like much more favoritizing the Dior, L'Oreal, Estee Lauder's. And whereas you go to the US Sephora, they love new brands <laughs> and betting on the new brands. So, yes. you know, you can grow a little bit quicker in the US, I would say. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I always say, like, in, in uh, when I was in Europe, I work 100 to to get a reward of 10. Here, you work 100, exactly. and, and the reward is 1,000. So it's very rewarding as an entrepreneur because I feel you can be very demoralized in sometimes markets where there's not openness to, so to innovation true. and newness. And the revenue isn't necessarily there, you know, like you, you spend a lot without the ROI and, and it can be quite hard in those business moments to, to understand your long term in those markets, you know, like exactly. I'm in the UK a lot investing and I'm like, oh, I'm losing kind of money here. Like, is that the best use of my budget? But one question I have for you is actually, where are you based like predominantly mainly right now? Is it in US or Spain? 100% US. 100%. US. And and is a yeah. game changer, right? Like because I'm thinking moving to the US is a really important long term for my business and for me, right? Um we tried to go for 2 years Europe um like when we were in Europe even like the fundraise just when you're not 100% here like you cannot really fully experience what it is to to really leave the market. So I think for us I had to move here it took me a while because I was an outsider and it took me a while to really understand the market and all that. But I, I love it. I'm not going to lie. I really like the speed and that, that sort of hungerness for growth. I, I, there's a big energy okay. here. I'm going to talk to you out of this podcast and get some advice <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I just 100%. got my O1 visa. So at least I can work in the US for a while. But uh, yeah, the hard thing is, you know, you have this, we have this issue is like understanding tax. There's so much more, right? I wish it was so easy sometimes. But I think like in a balance, it's still like, even if it's a complete different system and all that, in a balance, 100%. It's still worth it. Worth it. I agree. Uh, oh, that's so good to know. Okay, I'm going to speak to you later on that. And then before we go to fire round and start wrapping up the conversation, the future, apart from some new uh, exciting collabs and launches, what do you see the future that you can share for Touchland? Is it more global distribution? Is it more uh, MPD product? Uh, yeah. So there's uh, I, I, what I just, what I can say is that we're just getting started. Um, we have a very disciplined we have a very disciplined way of innovating. Um, I think like when you are in the retailers and you have the opportunity to bring in any product, it's really hard to say no. But sometimes by saying no, you're really putting yourself in the best path. So our goal is to reinvent uh, personal care categories that are essential, that everyone uses. No one thought about like hand sanitizer. We have selected those categories years ago and some of them could have been launched years ago, but we want to do it the right time. And I always say between the iPhone and the iPod, we're eight years for a reason. Reinventing things like we did with the power mist and the, the hand sanitizer and to create this sort of like viral coefficient is because you think to the smallest detail. 
it's not just how it looks, it's how it feels, it's the form factor, it's the formula, it's the sense, it's everything, how it feels in your hands, the way. So um, we're going to be launching the next category, which is outside of the hand care category at all. Um, next year, uh, we've been working for like many, many years, like with the idea and the thinking process and the form factor and the innovation and all that. Um, and we're very excited because it is a category that everyone carries. No one thought about like when you start asking the same thing that we had with hand sanitizer, everyone's like, oh, doesn't really work actually. So uh, we're very excited because it's going gonna, it's gonna to really help us enable like really have this portfolio of five essential personal care categories that we will beautify. Um, and we take, and again, I, I feel like it's not, it's not, uh, like it's not about running. It's not, it's, it takes time. This is a very long journey and you don't have to do things fast. I think, uh, it takes time to create yeah. a brand. It, it's, it's like dating. You have to really be able to deliver every single day, every single week, every single month, every single year. And there's some brands that just yeah, focus, exactly. as you said, on the big outer shell marketing day to day, and they forget that. This is a long journey and how are you going to reinvent yourself? How are you going to be relevant three years from now, six years from now? Um, and that's kind of what doesn't make me go to sleep quiet because I am always like thinking like, how can we always surprise people? How can we always be exciting? And yeah. that sort of never falling asleep because most brands that, that really they are like, oh, we're number one. I always say the day that I have this feeling is the day that I, I will start dying. So it's always trying to be number one, but don't ever think you get there. Uh, so true. I, I love that idea. It's like, it's, it's like kind of like a, a relationship or like a family, right? Like there's no rush. It's enjoyed every moment and, you know, enjoy the moments that will come. Yeah. Surely, you know, they, they're, they're on the horizon, work hard. Uh, but I think uh, as a founder, we forget that we think, tomorrow instead of today sometimes right we have to think tomorrow too we get retailers want us to think not even tomorrow they want us to think three-year plan we get it but sometimes we have to remember to enjoy the moment and that's a very very true um so no it's it's been such a pleasure speaking to you I, I have five round questions and then i'm gonna let you you know do your business you have a, probably a lot of things to do today so i don't want to take too much of your time Happy to be here. but before i leave you <laughs> i have um, a quick desert island situation andrea so i'm inviting you to a founded beauty retreat but you can only take one product from touchland what is your go-to scent of the sanitizer it's cocoa i love it <laughs> it just I even use it as a perfume. It's just amazing. It's no. like a happy scent. <laughs> That's the the white one or the, is it the white? This one. It's the. Oh, it's so cool. That's the Power so Miss Beach Coco. Beach Coco. It smells oh, delicious. Amazing. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, okay. So now fire round questions. So these are first thing that comes to your mind. So the first question, what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving right now in any industry? It could be fragrance, makeup. I would say right now I discovered um, the Sol de Janeiro uh, body mist. And I because I've become such yeah. a lover of fragrances, um, scent. it's yeah. so good. It's so it's good. It's very good. Very sweet and yummy. And yeah, they, yeah. They, they're doing so well. I mean, Sol de Janeiro is like one of the top brands in Sephora. I'm very proud of what Hila and the whole uh, team have done, it's incredible. Um, and, and, and bringing fun and culture to a brand, it's incredible, yeah. Exactly. Uh, my next question is, uh, what or where is your happy place? My happy place is when I'm visiting my family in Barcelona. I really like to go back and to be with my nephew and my family. I, 
I'm very happy. Of course, I, I love to be every day at Touchland and I would do it every single day of my life. But that those moments of really having the people that really loves you, like and how, how they miss you, you can tell how moved they are when we have to say goodbye, when we have to say hellos in the airport, like the, that, those moments like are really fulfilling from like feeling really like at home. Yeah. Oh, I love that. My, my next question is, do you have a hidden talent or anything like a hidden hobby or talent? I actually have a lot. <laughs> so, and you will not me. guess which are. So I was, I did 10 years of judo. So I was 13 no Spanish judo. What? Tiny but mighty. <laughs> and then I love singing. Um, I sang in front of 2,000 no. people, but I decided to be an entrepreneur because I thought I could have more chances of succeeding than, than singing. Andrea, this is like your tambien. Like I, I used to sing on the bus. I used to sing on the streets. I used to have songs really? on Spotify. Uh, one has got a million plays. I don't know why. Really? But I, have to I gave that. up my music. I'll send you later. But I gave it up because I thought I would be a better entrepreneur than a singer. It's not so funny. That was the same thinking <laughs> that I had. And you know, I had to, it was, it's hard because I was so passionate about singing, but I knew there were incredible singers out there. And, and you know, as you go deeper into music, you know, you start realizing your limitations a bit. And but I always felt singing, you, it's hard to grow personal, natural level sometimes. But entrepreneur, like I could see like the growth endless, you know. So I kind of thought, yeah. I'll rather be an entrepreneur. Exactly. So, yeah, it's so interesting. It's oh, amazing. <laughs> My next question is. Um, do you have a favorite quote or like a saying? I have, yeah, I have one that I that I really remind a lot myself. Um, don't let success get to your head. Don't let failure get to your heart. Oh, I love that. I've never heard of that one. That's so good. I want to remember that one. Don't let failure get to your heart. Beautiful. Um, thank you for that one. I want to remember that. Um, okay. And my last question is, if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, and let's say you weren't a singer or a judo uh, champion. <laughs> what would Andrea be doing right now? <laughs> I think I'm always going to be an entrepreneur. I feel like and no matter yeah. what, that, that feeling of having those eyes when you're in walking in the street of, oh, someone should have been doing that. Or I, I just, yeah. I, I'm also a very focused person. I'm like, you have enough work with Dutchland. <laughs> but I have a lot of ideas when I'm just like thinking ideas. of things pain situations and market, ways to market something that has been outdated. I just also am very focused on on one thing because if you try to do a hundred things of the same, then there's a lot of entrepreneurs that have 40 companies, three brands. I just think it's really hard. Um, if you want to do it it's in the hard, big yeah. way, it's hard. I think if you have a baby that you created that is very, it's, it's very demanding because it's got the opportunity to be one big unicorn or company like you've got to nurture that as well it's 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 you know it's very yes. rare to find that but I understand your feeling it's like I can tell you're a daughter of entrepreneurs you know like yeah. when you come from that family from a very young age when you see that growth of say parents working in business you, you start looking at things very different from a young age even right as but a yeah. as a way to uh, innovate and, and change exactly and, it's, uh, it's amazing. Well, Andrea, it's been such a pleasure and honor speaking to you. Where can everyone continue to follow yourself and obviously Touchland on your socials? What, what are the handles? So for Touchland, um, you can find Touchland on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, um, at Touchland. 
me, TikTok got me a little bit late. So I'm more like of an Instagram person because I try TikToks, but I just think I got there too late. Uh, so you can same, find me at Andrea. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, I'll put all the links in the summary so people can tap straight away. And of course, you guys can find Touchland in most distributed places that you would expect. So you can see all the stockists online as well. But uh, for now, um, Andrea, we'll stay in touch. I'm just so happy that we got to connect right here. And this is just the beginning of our friendship. And uh, I you invite me. you next time I'm in town to the US, we'll do karaoke. Okay? <laughs> we have Perfect. to. Perfect. <laughs> They're gonna, we're gonna hold the stage for us. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. Mm-hmm.